there. We're so glad you tuned in today. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to encourage you. You can do so by visiting our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. We're talking about being more than a spark. I want to continue some of my thoughts, and let me kind of continue in this vein of thought here this morning. We talked last week a little bit about how light is our extension of God to the world. Light and the light that we share is an extension of God to all the world. Everyone you encounter has a chance to encounter Jesus. If Jesus is part of your life, everyone that you encounter has a chance to know who Jesus is. And that right there is an extension of light to a very dark world. And some of us don't take that. We, t- we can take that for granted. How many, how many have ever taken that light in your life for granted? You kind of just like you assume that people are going to be all right. Yeah, they're all right. They grew up in church. They'll be okay. Or maybe you've seen someone that once upon a time went to church. Well, you know, the world will never return void. So, yeah, that's cool. But how about maybe God has put them in your heart and your life for a reason? How are you extending that light? And we talked a little bit about that last week. If you take a second to think about how big it is that God, the creator of the universe, the spirit that hovered over the face of the waters lives in you, maybe then you start to realize how important you are. But do you really realize how important you are and valuable you are in the kingdom of God? Another one of God's, the definitions of light and the way that we can be God's extension to this world is that we allow God to, to be shown in places where he's not known. Some of you have coworkers that have never met a true believer. They've only met that person that called themselves a Christian, but never lived it. So they've been skewed. That whole definition of Christian has been skewed. Maybe you're the one to change that. Maybe you're the one to make that different. Maybe you're the one that's supposed to bring the light of learning who Jesus is to the surface. Now, I want to talk to you about more than just a spark. Some of us settle with being a spark instead of being a light. If we walk in light as he is in the light, we will have the unity with each other that some of us don't quite always get. If the ushers can help me just bring the light up, I want to show something for a moment. If we bring all the lights up, we start to see things we had not seen before in clearer form, just for a moment, right? But if we shut off first, the first three lights all together, just shut off the first three lights. For those of you that are in the room, all of a sudden, things are different, aren't they? Let's shut them off completely, the, the back lights, all three lights, all three of them. All of a sudden, we have a very different situation. Why? This is the only light in the room right now. So all of a sudden, this right here is what's visible. Why? Because wherever light is, darkness cannot be. If you are called to be light in your workplace, be light, my friends. Be the light. You see, lighthouses have been beacons of warning. 
Lighthouses for a very, very long time have been beacons of warning. Why? Because the lighthouse is the one thing you see when everything else is dark in the sea. I don't know how many have ever been out to sea in the dark, but it is not friendly. If you're out there in the deep and all you feel is yourself on that boat and it's dark, trust me, to see a light at a distance means the world. Because when you're looking out and you're seeing that one little beacon of light, you're saying, there is land. Some of you don't realize how important you are to be able for other people to see there is Jesus. There is hope. There, there is redemption. You've been looking for redemption. You've been looking for light. You've been looking for hope. There, I see it. Oh, it's more than just a spark. It's hope. It's more than just a spark. It's redemption. It's more than just a spark. I see it. It's forgiveness. Friend, you are called to be more than a spark. You are called to be hope, forgiveness, redemption for a world that's looking for it. A single light or a candle in the window is often linked as an ancient symbol of welcome for the weary traveler. A a little bit of light on the window shows welcome if you need a place, we're open to that. How much light are you showing? Because it doesn't take much to be hope. Hope doesn't cost anything. Some of you don't realize how important just speaking hope to someone. Some of you don't realize how important it is to bring life to someone, to bring light to someone. You don't realize that you could stop being sarcastic for a moment and start bringing hope to somebody around you. We live in a very sarcastic world. I know because I'm on Facebook and I'm on Facebook with some of you guys and some of my friends that I've known from college and some of my friends that I've known for a long time, for many years. And the immense amount of sarcasm is unbelievable. And I'm going, wow. And the hatred for another person that Jesus died for is overwhelming at times. Listen, I'm a bringer of hope. That doesn't mean that I'm not discouraged sometimes. I've been there. Raise your hand if you've been there. Listen, you're in a dark room. You can raise your hand right now. Some of you are like, Pastor Tony, leave the lights down if you're going to keep doing these polls. (laughs) Listen, the polls are open right now. This is a poll. How many of you have ever been sarcastic? Come on, raise your hand. You know it. You're the one that knows it. Light can be taken for granted, and you have done that just as I have. God fills every void. Wipes every tear, breaks every chain, washes every sin, heals every heart, delivers every captive, and all that we have to do is call upon his name. He is hope, my friends. He is light. 
Does anybody know what I'm talking about? If y'all keep staying quiet, I'm going to preach until I get an amen. amen. I'm, I'm, that's a threat and a promise. <laughs> Acts 17. Acts 17 tells us, for in him we live and move and we have our being. Come on, somebody. And some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. Look, stop saying I'm just lost with a little bit of Jesus. No, if you know Jesus, you're not lost, you're saved. Now just lean on the one that leads you. Open your mouth and say, God, show me. You may be delivered today. You know what that means? That means you're not captive. You're healed. You're not sick. You're healed. I'm believing God for God to touch me. And I know some of you, man, we have lists and lists of people. I I don't know that we pray for so many people with cancer in my life. If you're here this morning and you're sick, believe me, we believe God with you. If you're free, that means you're not bound. If you're blessed, that means you're not cursed. If you're accepted, that means you're not rejected. Friends, hear me. If you're living, it means you're not dead. If you know you're living, stop living like you're dead. Start living like you're hope and point somebody in that direction. Don't settle with just leaving a mark where you can receive the glory, but rather desire to live marked. I'm going to say it again because some of you need to write this down, tweet it, make it part of your status, make it part of your bio, whatever it takes. Decide to be more than just leaving a mark because you can get the glory for that. Hear me. God has called you to live marked. I want to tell you something. Studies have shown this, that even literal darkness affects human beings significantly, increasing criminal behavior. And one Stanford study showed that robbery rates decreased by 51%, reported murder by 48%, and raped by 56% during the hour of sun set prior to daylight savings time. So what does that mean? It means that light makes a difference. Let me show you how much of a difference it is. Turn all the house lights all the way up. You can see a lot more now than you saw in the dark. Why? It exposes. Friends, that's exactly what the church needs to be. A line of exposure to the world that's dark and looking for hope. Amen? We were in Philadelphia last year and we were helping out a wonderful mission that we support greatly. Philadelphia Dream Center. Wonderful ministry. We hope to connect with them again as we begin to get back to what we understand is normal. Get connected with them again. A lot of great opportunities. Well, last year, we got a chance to go out to Philadelphia Dream Center and, and, and do ministry out there, minister to many people who are addicted, many people who are, are, have strongholds in their lives and drugs. And some of you remember that, right? Tina, you remember that? Nisa, you and Corey came on. That was around the time you guys came. Some of you were a part of that amazing opportunity for ministry. Well, one day we went to God's uh, second house. You know, the church is the first house, uh, right? And then on second house, Chick-fil-A, that was for me. I believe God's chicken. And uh, (laughs) you laugh, but I don't. Um, I love Chick-fil-A, right? We went there and I was like, oh, they're going to take us to Chick-fil-A. And everybody's excited because there's no Chick-fil-A around here. I'm calling all the Chick-fil-A people right now. Get you one in Lewisburg, Milton, please. I'm making a, do I get an amen? Anybody want Chick-fil-A in there? You got at least 40 people. Come on, people. 
And you got several universities. Those, that's my plea for Chick-fil-A. Listen, we're, we're going to go global here. And we're online. Why not take a shot at it, right? I really like Chick-fil-A. Gift cards, by the way. Chick-fil-A, shoot them my way if you need some help. Um, So we went to Chick-fil-A, and, uh, and so we went there, and I remember we, we were coming out, and we were, like, we were like, oh, man, that chicken, that's God's chicken, whatever. And we're coming out, and uh, we looked, at, and, and in the parking lot, <laughs> it was really dark because we went in when it was, a little bit, it was a little bit of light, and then when we got out, it was really dark. But guess what? There was an area of that parking lot that was very well lit, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, even though there were parking lot lights, they weren't very bright. And I looked over, and I'm trying to figure out why parts of it was lit. Well, the police in that particular area brought out a mobile light unit, and they just parked it in the middle of the parking lot where a lot of the cars would come you know, from the different restaurants in that area. And they just parked this light, kind of mobile light station. They crank it up, and then they just blanket the whole parking lot with light. How many of you guys remember? Do you guys remember that? We were parked right by there. And I looked at it and I said, oh, that's pretty neat. They just kind of like randomly just put light there. And I thought to myself, why? And then as I was preparing this message, I realized wherever there's light, people are less likely to do things to other people. Less likely. Does it mean altogether? No, no, no. People are going to do dumb things in the light or in the dark. Don't matter. Right? Sin, that's because sin is sin. And we perpetuate what we know. But that light does make a difference. And so I realized that this mobile light unit was out there and it was bringing light to a very dark you know, area. And that particular area was very well lit because of this mobile light station. What I'm realizing is that that's exactly what God has called us to be. A mobile light unit. And one thing I learned, and something that really struck me as I was at this conference yesterday, you know, we often separate our calling. Uh, we look at pastoral ministry and some of the other teachings in the church, and we look at that as sacred, right? And then we look at, oh, well, I'm just a whatever in a secular, in a secular setting, meaning not church-related, right? A secular setting, I mean, I'm just a retailer, or I'm just a cashier, or I'm just a pharmacist, or I'm just a lawyer, or I'm just a this, or I'm just a that. Did you know that when you're in the middle of God's will, you're not just anything? Wherever you stand is sacred, and whatever you do is sacred. And so what I think we have to do is continuously realize that wherever we find ourselves, we are sacred when we are in the middle of God's will. In that same manner, it tied very well with what I was preparing here this morning because I realized that wherever you stand is light. You are a light that is sacred in the eyes of God. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Maybe you're finding yourself this morning going, you know, but I'm just this and I'm just... You know what? That could be the problem. the, The problem could be that you just see yourself as just this or just that. How many know that you're not just anything? You are a child of God. Come on, y'all. You are a child of the living God. Maybe it's time we start doing something about it. John 1, verse 1. Turn there, if you would, for just a moment. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things that were made 
Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Now let's look at verse four for a moment. In him was life, and that life was the what? Light of all mankind. So in other words, what we can realize is that our name is Freedom Life, but did you know that you are Freedom Light? You are light that brings freedom. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness. And the darkness, watch this, and the darkness has not overcome it. No matter what happens to you, that light cannot be overcome. Notice the last part of verse 5, that darkness does not overcome it. There is an enduring promise for each of us today that light will not overcome you. Did you know that whatever happens at work does not have to overcome you? What happens at school does not have to overcome you? Did you know that light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it? Overcoming darkness sometimes involves you to be willfully accountable. God has called you to be willful account, a willful accountability. And so what we realize is that you are accountable to be light in the darkness. Every one of us. So here's what I'm saying to you. For some, that means calling out a fellow believer. Now, that's believers. See, because oftentimes believers call out non-believers for sins, specific sins, when that specific sin is not their problem. Sin in general is their problem. Are you hearing me? See, they don't have a problem with this or a problem with that. They have a general, if you don't know Jesus, you have a problem with sin, period. Not specifics. Let's forget the specifics. We have an account that is overdrawn that we can never pay back. Right? How many of you have an overdraft set up on your checking account? And if something goes wrong and that overdrive comes in, how many know that in Christ, spiritually, you have overdrawn more than you could ever pay back? It's limitless. We can never pay it back. But when we realize that we come to Jesus, you not only come to Jesus in hope, you also come to the body and we realize we are accountable to each other. So I can say to a brother, listen, brother, can I talk to you real quick? What's going on, man? You seem... Like your attitude's rough. What, you all right? We could talk to each other like that. How many know we can talk to each other like that? Some of you are like, I can't do that. <laughs> Friends, that's exactly what's wrong with the church. And I'm going to say it, right? Because I, my job is to tell you truth, not what you want to hear all the time. Amen. We can talk to each other as believers and say, brother, you all right, man? I haven't seen you in church in eight weeks. And all of a sudden you show up like nothing's wrong. I haven't seen you... I've seen you just kind of talking a certain way. I saw you walking out of this bar. Is everything okay here? I saw you walking with somebody that wasn't your wife. Uh, Is everything all right there? Don't judge me. No, we are to hold each other accountable, friends. And if you can't do that, that is what's wrong with the body of Christ today. We can't shine light. We can't shine light on something and ask questions, then we forfeit the opportunity to call each other's brothers and sisters. Because you know, if your literal, physical brother or sister did something wrong, how many know that y'all shot him out? 
Let's be honest. Let's separate spiritual brothers and sisters, and let's, look, let's talk physical brothers and sisters. I have two sisters at home, especially my little one, my little sister. When we were little, and she was littler, and she did something dumb, or something that bothered me, or something I didn't like, I, I wasn't like, well, maybe I shouldn't judge her. No, I told her, you're a brat. Stop being like that. Come on. Don't get spiritual on me. You know what I'm talking about. Raise your hand if you ever talk to a brother or sister like that. You a brat. Why are you being such a pain in my butt? Can I say that from the pulpit? I just did. Right? You're honest with them because they're your brother and sister. You could do that. Right? Come on, Bill. You know what I'm talking about, right? You'd be like, why are you such a pain? Why do you keep talking to me like that? You're such a nerd. We say a lot of things to each other. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? You... But then when it comes to brothers and sisters in the Lord, we're like, well, I don't want to really overstep my bounds, even though they are right now on their way to hell. They completely turned their back on God. They completely turned their back on scripture. They no longer recognize the cross. They no longer, and you're too worried about if they may like you after this. I'd rather you not like me and you know the truth. I'd rather you not care about me, but know what is right and what is wrong. Eternity hangs in the balance. And so what I'm saying to you today is, if someone is behaving in a character that is contrary to the word of God, and they call themselves believers, you can pull them to the side. doesn't mean you openly rebuke them necessarily yet. You got to talk to them personally. And if they themselves don't turn, you can then openly begin to talk about that and say, you know what, this brother and sister, that's scripture. Listen, you go ahead and read scripture. And you find me where we're supposed to do everything privately, everything quietly. And maybe if, maybe. No, it's the time where we got to hold each other accountable. Why? Because the world's looking for hope and difference. And I'm afraid that many churches are not hope and many of them are not different. When I talk about light, I can't help but talk about darkness that we allow. What we are doing is, as a, as a body of believers, we have to be able to call others, a brother or sister, out on a relationship that is unhealthy or toxic. If you know that that relationship is unhealthy and, and toxic and it's pulled them away from, from the faith, we got to be able to say, is that okay with you? Are you all right with that? Because if you don't, maybe nobody else will. Maybe somebody is binging on sin, binging on eating, binging on this and binging on that. Is that are you all right? Oh, it's getting quiet. That means I'm preaching good. If we sit here and we ask God, use us, and when he says do this, and then we say no, who's the disobedient one? Sin will eclipse all the things that we used to see. Sin will eclipse all the things we used to see. And the longer we let it stick around, the more things will be eclipsed. That means your finances, your relationships, and everything in between. I read somewhere once that we, admit, we emit what we absorb. We emit what we absorb. Let me say it like this, garbage in, garbage out. 
We put out what comes in. And so we realize that if God has given us light and he's given us that light, we have to shine that light. So let me give this illustration. Last week I had, how many of you remember the last week's illustration? We had the illustration of um, uh, the hurricane bulbs, right? And we had one hurricane bulb that was clear and it shines that light. The other one was covered in the, the cord or whatnot. And it can kind of uh, shadow a little bit of that light. Maybe it looks pretty, but it starts to lose its function, the more color and decorations that are on it. Let me allow an illustration for a moment. Another visual, if you, would, if you wouldn't mind, the difference between a flashlight and a lamp. They're very different, even though they both, in essence, do the same thing. They both, they both shine light. But watch this. The, the, difference, the biggest difference between a flashlight and a lamp is what? A flashlight is typically battery-powered, self-powered, and will eventually die because it's self-powered. Whereas the lamp that is plugged into its source will go as long as the source is powered. It's not relying upon the lamp necessarily. It's relying upon the source in which it's plugged in. So my question is, who's your source? Is it self, the batteries? Or are you plugged into a source that is God, that is eternal in all his power, eternal in all his glory? Let me say this and I'll close in just a moment. One of the one of these particular items, the flashlight and the lamp, they're self-powered and God-powered. And so I ask you the question, how do we then fight darkness? How do we, how do we realize that, God, you're my source and you're my hope? Ephesians tells us this, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of what? This dark world. And against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Did you see how it paralleled dark forces and evil? Because anything outside of light in, in Christ can bring evil in your life. So the question is, are you suppressing the light or are you letting it be free in your heart? Amen? How many realize that we need to be more than just a spark? God has called you to be more than a spark. And so there's a distinct difference between living outside of darkness and living in his light. And let me say this few thoughts. There's a difference between the desert and the promised land. There's a difference between a regular life and a blessed life. There's a difference between I'm okay and I'm more than a conqueror. There's a difference between enough and more than enough. Are you hearing me? There's a difference between full and overflowing. Right? A full cup versus overflowing. How many know there's a big difference there? There's a difference between making it and overcoming it. Just making it. And overcoming it. There's a difference between rhetoric and action. There's a lot of people that talk about faith. But there's people that don't talk at all. And they just do it. They do what God said to do. And there, there's a difference between speaking faith and bearing fruit. 
There's a lot of people that talk a good talk about life and light. But then there are others that just straight up do. There are people in this room that have amazing gifts. There are people in this room that can preach me out the door. There are people that can teach me out the door. Some people that can bench me out the door. Some that can do a lot of things much better than I could ever do. But some of us will never know it. Because you're hiding that under a bushel. Your gifts, friends, are a light to this world. Your gifts are your extension of God to this world. So maybe you can't preach. So what? Maybe you can't sing like this worship team or play like that. So what? There's more to do for God than that. Amen? What is it that God has called you to have that makes you more than just a spark? What is it that you need to do to plug into that source as opposed to living until the source runs out? You know what I'm talking about? How many, let me ask this question. How many of you, whether you're here or online, let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever been somewhere and you realize you forgot your charger or you forgot to charge your phone and then it turns red and you get nervous? When that little battery icon on your phone goes red and you know that it's like you get a little warning, 10% left. That's like when your gas goes like almost empty and you're like, you start thinking, like, how am I going to make it to the next gas station? Or the phone's about to die. And you start what? Searching for a source to refill. Some of you are more anxious about that than you are your spiritual man. Because you've been running on empty for so long, you don't even know where to refill. What I'm saying to you is the closer you get to light, the more you get to see where everything is supposed to be. Yes? And no matter what, there's hope here today. No matter where you find yourself, if you've acknowledged Jesus as your Savior and Lord, today you could acknowledge him and say, I want you to be my light source. I want you to be my source. Yes, you know what? The light bulb will go out once in a while. And you need to replace the light bulb. But it's always plugged into the wall. And that's what trials look like. How many ever turn on a lamp and the light bulb, right when, right when you turn it on, boop, out goes the light. And you're like, ah. Oh. And then you do what? You go search for a, another bulb. Some of you haven't searched for another bulb for a long time. You, you, you turned on your spirit man a long time ago and it went, boop, and you were like, oh, well. It really wasn't light in the room anyway. Or I really don't use this lamp anyway. Instead of saying, I need to go get another light bulb and be everything God called me to be. And you've been okay with that. Allow me as your pastor to call you out on that for a moment and say, now it's time to get a new bulb and start shining again. Because you were created to be more than just a spark. 
Father, I thank you for every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you that as we close this service, and Lord, you give us an opportunity to just come to a place where we have understood, Lord God, you are everything that you said you would be. We just often have dismissed the hope and the light that we are supposed to be in you. Father, I pray that you would allow us to be more than just a spark. I pray that you would continuously be more than just the bulb, more than just the power source, but hope, light, redemption, and forgiveness are all part of it as well. May each one of us find that hope in you today. In Jesus' name we pray.